Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Asia Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. On Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents. This Saturday, the tw- I wonder what the date is, the 17th of April, you're listening to Community Radio 3CR. This is Giselle Hanna and I am taking you through to 9.30 this morning. In the second part of the show, we're going to hear another um, address at that international meeting on solidarity with Thailand and Myanmar. Um, so please stay tuned for that. Uh, we will go to news from around the region. And we, oh, before I do that, of course, Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web, all the w's.aawl.org.au. Um, we, uh, we're we on social media, so look us up on those uh, social media, on Facebook and Twitter, so look us up on those social media platforms. Of course, I don't do those intros as well as I do when Pierre is here, so, you know, when he's back, you can tell him that I do require his on-air banter to get the introduction right, but we will go into news from around the region. We're going to kick off in India, where an indefinite bus strike is currently on in southern India. In the southwestern state of Karnataka, over 100,000 workers employed by the Karnataka State Road Transport Corporation have been on indefinite strike since the start of this week. Reports indicate that the KSRTC normal fleet of 26,000 buses has only been operating at 10% capacity due to the strike. The workers have taken this action in relation to unpaid wages and for scheduled pay increases that have not been passed on. Even though the police have detained some of the union leaders, the company has offered financial incentives for workers to defy the strike and return to work. The government has deemed the strike illegal and has threatened to use force against the workers. The strike's been very successful. The strike comes at a time when a second COVID-19 surge is hitting India, further deteriorating the economic well-being for millions of workers. And over to China, where coal miners are still trapped underground. Last weekend, during upgrading works at the large Fengyun mine in Xinjiang, Hutubi County in the west of China, Flooding has trapped 29 miners at a depth of over 1,000 metres underground. While eight miners were able to be rescued quickly, a huge rescue operation comprising over 1,500 personnel has spent days trying to reach the trapped miners. Records indicate that in 2018, the mine was sanctioned twice for failing to provide proper training to staff and failing to correctly calibrate its carbon monoxide sensors. 
In addition, the mine also violated water flow control regulations. And while it received a fine of 105,000 uh, won uh, or yuan, which is about 16,000 US dollars, it's unclear if the problem was addressed. Overall, Chinese mines remain among the deadliest in the world. At the time of writing, rescue efforts are still continuing and the 21 miners remain trapped underground. A horrendous situation in China's mines and it has been a long-standing issue here at Asia Pacific Currents. We've been reporting on this issue for years. So just a tragic situation um, that that 29 miners are stuck underground at the moment. And moving to Lebanon, where migrant workers in that country are facing deepening crisis. Prior to the start of the economic crisis in October 2019, there were around 250,000 domestic workers in Lebanon that would earn around $5 US an hour. With the collapse of the value of the local currency, wages have effectively been cut by three quarters, meaning that they're now close to earning $1.25 per hour. Most of the migrant workers are from countries such as Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Ethiopia and the Philippines. Many have left Lebanon to go back to very uncertain futures in their home countries, while a significant number still remain um, and require their embassies to assist to obtain their documents from their bosses in order to leave, as well as support with flight money. There are thousands of cases of domestic workers who have been left with unpaid wages and are relying on food kitchens to survive. I mean, the situation in Lebanon with the collapse of the lira is just is tragic for all workers and also, as we can see, domestic workers. Moving now to Palestine, where repression against the Palestinians increases as elections approach. This week, Israeli forces have continued the wave of arrests of Palestinian militants, civil and political activists that began last month and has seen over 4,000 Palestinians detained from all over the occupied territories. The reason behind this new crackdown is the upcoming legislative election that has been planned for next month with a presidential poll to follow in July. These elections would be the first Palestinian election since 2006. Israeli politicians and secret services are fearful that the current corrupt and pliable Palestinian administration is facing a landslide defeat at these elections. While there are no reliable polls, all indications are that a new generation of militants would come out victorious and re-energise the resistance against Israeli occupation. And of course, for those of you that followed the Israeli elections, you'll know that it ended in yet another deadlock. That was the fourth election in two years, and possibly we're looking down the barrel of a fifth. And our final story is in the shipping industry where thousands of workers are still stranded on ships globally amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Even a year after the COVID-19 pandemic started, the situation for a lot of workers on ships remains as dire as ever. It's estimated that at least 100,000 workers, with some estimates putting this number closer to 200,000, are stranded at sea due to the pandemic. 
The reasons are many, including arranging crew rotations, including securing transit visas, having replacement crews on standby, quarantine and testing procedures, as well as arranging chartered flights to repatriate sailors and other workers on those ships when they disembark at international ports. Because of these COVID-19 restrictions, crew rotations are now often cancelled at short notice, while regular shore leave... Uh, once a mainstay of life at sea, has also come to a halt. These issues have led to increasing levels of fatigue and mental health issues among sailors, many of whom come from South Asia and Southeast Asian countries. It's eight minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. That's the end of news from around the region and we're going to go to some community announcements and then our feature story for the morning. You know, there's people, like you said, have been on casual for seven years. Well, it's supposed to be casual employment. People want full-time jobs. They don't want to be sitting there casual, not knowing they're going to get any any days, any leave or whatsoever. Especially, you look at all the casuals in the, our industry at the moment, they're sitting home. You know, people want full-time employment and they, sh- they should be entitled to That's full-time right. employment. And look at all the people who were used and abused as casuals in the aged care sector and all the problems that are facing people now and all the deaths that are following and the meatworks, a lot of that's casuals, labour hire, you know, we've got blokes travelling around, you know. We want full-time positions and, you know, that's... And people want it. We want to be full-time employed. You want them to have your Christmas holidays. You want to have time with your family. But when you're a casual, you get none of that. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM on digital and online. 3CR Radical Radio. Hi, I'm Jacob from a Friday Rave and I'm also on 3CR's Committee of Management. Now, the community of passionate people that founded 3CR a long time ago made some tough decisions. For a start, they committed themselves and a growing community of listeners to back their vision of owning our station and in doing so remaining independent of the government and corporate influence. They did this by fundraising, brick by brick, with working bees, door knocks, on-air drives and all the rest of it. You've all been there. Now, their commitment has kept 3CR on air for over 40 years. That's a long time even in my life. But now we need your commitment to keep this great thing going. Now, you can subscribe online at 3cr.org.au or phone us at the station on 9419 8377 or even stop me on the bloody street if you see me at some rally or other and ask me for a membership form. You need to become a member of Melbourne Radical Radio and subscribe. If I have my tongue, 500 languages I would sing to you. This is Monica Jasmine Cairo. I'm a proud Gunai Kurnai, Gunishmara and Mukjawait woman. I'm a spoken word poet, actor and musician and you are listening to 3CR Community Radio. And I love Community Radio because it is about representation and accessibility for all peoples of all walks of life. And I must have a somewhere I belong. It is 
11 minutes past 9 o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents with Giselle Hanna. On the 6th of April, Australia Asia Workerlinks um, was one of the coordinating organisations for an international campaign for solidarity with Thailand and Myanmar, organised an international public meeting. At that meeting, one of the leaders of the Thai uprising was present and spoke about the situation there. Her name is Wadao, and she is, as I said, a leader of the youth uprising in that country, but also an LGBTIQ activist. So here is Wadao's um, keynote address at that public meeting. Thank you, Kapilik Janya. Uh, good uh, afternoon. เอ่อคนที่อยู่ในประเทศไทยนะคะขออนุญาตพูดภาษาไทยอ่าก่อนที่ก่อนนิดนึงว่าวันนี้เป็นวันที่ who hunger uh, uh, strike after uh, they got the jail. Uh, until now, uh, Penguin or Parit Shivarat, uh, he has strike more than 12, um, more than uh, 22 days for hunger strike. And uh, far also 18 days. And also room eight days for her uh, hunger strike. So uh, I just uh, briefly about um, Thailand uh, protest. Uh, after uh, last year, the protester took the break during the December uh, to January, January uh, because of the uh, second wave of COVID-19. Uh, however, we still do a lot of uh, movement in social media. We still continue raise our voice, opinion online uh, through the uh, social media. Uh, and after, I think this is a uh, come back to protest again because of uh, Myanmar coup. Uh, on the first February. Uh, Thai and Myanmar protesters organized the event at the Myanmar embassy in Bangkok together. And then in the 10 February, this is a, a second protester that we organized together. Uh, and we got a lot of inspiration from the Myanmar people who facing the violence from the dictatorship and we also do many activities support uh, until now we uh, work together as the uh, multi-alliance uh, including Thai Myanmar uh, Hong Kong and uh, uh, Philippines and many many young activists work together uh, for race our voice to support the Myanmar people. Uh, for the Thai situation, I would like to show the number for uh, 
the people who shot because of the uh, protester. Between November and March 2020 to 2021, uh, uh, more than 20, uh, 82 individuals were charged with less majesty laws in 74 cases. All, uh, only um, on March, we have a new 22 news perception were reported uh, with the less majesty law. And for the uh, political perception, uh, on March, there are more than 200 people shot because of a political position. And for the total, they have, they are more than 581 protesters in more than 300 cases shot because of the uh, stand for the political, they go to the protest and rally. And the turning point for the Thailand again, uh, protesters become more widely and big because of uh, in um, seven on on seven on March two thousand eleven Thai Parliament vote down two constitution amendment bills after the constitution court rule that amendment that passed a referendum first before we can um, propose the new constitution. And after that, we saw that have a lot of the protest industry. Uh, the big protest on uh, 20 March, they have a new group. They call themselves is Redeem. Uh, more than 1,000 um, protesters at the Sanam Luang in front of the Grand Palace in Bangkok. Uh, and they have a lot of the police uh, protect the avenue was the heavily barricade with the container. And they use the... Uh, tear gas, bubble bullet, and uh, more than uh, the protester, uh, more than 30, uh, 33 people, uh, including uh, 12 police officers were reported in jail. And uh, more than 20, 32 people addressed by police. And the big thing is happened again uh, in the end of March. Uh, other group, they call themselves Talu Fao uh, Village. They uh, set, uh, they, they stand uh, their protest near the uh, government house. And uh, the end of March, uh, more than 99 protesters were addressed uh, to the police 
and including two of monks, including two children under the 18 years old. And uh, after that, uh, they sent to the sick court for uh, temporary detention order. And then they are, uh, and uh, all 92 were released to bail with uh, 20,000 baht each person. Totally, uh, the people um, donate the money more than 2 million baht for release uh, 92 uh, protesters. And uh, from uh, what is our uh, demand for the protest? Uh, the first, we want to detain our friends. The second, we would like to amend constitution. And uh, the third, we want to abolish the section 112 and reform the monarchy. And uh, the fourth, we need uh, Prime Minister Payut Chan Osha resignation. And uh, lastly, for the protest in the last Sunday, they also have the new group, but it's not the new leader. Uh, the new group from the Jatupon. Jatupon is a chairman of uh, the United Front of Democracy Against Dictatorship, or may you might know uh, that they are the red shirt. But Jatupon called the people for all sides to fight together. They call the people to put down the conflict among red shirt and yellow shirt and all group and uh, fight for trouble Payut Jan Osha from the, uh, uh, the leader. Uh, and, and then we, we, we found that more than 500 people attend the uh, rally. Uh, but we still uh, found a gap between the Jatipon uh, uh, leader protest and the young activist protest because of uh, uh, in the uh, protest of the Jatipon, we, we found that they, the, the leader announced that uh, please do not show three, uh, three fingers. Uh, please do not mention about uh, reform the monarchy and they just raise only the one demand for uh, for Prayut uh, Chan Osha out. Uh, but for my opinion, I think uh, for the Jatipon protest might be uh, growing up because of uh, they have um, uh, the support from the uh, not only the uh, young activists, but they also support from red shirt and yellow shirt support. They also support some group from the um, uh, conservative side because they don't they they will not touch uh, to reform the monarchy, and uh, they I think uh, they have a uh, money power support from some group, and that's why I think they might. Uh, be growing up because of uh, 
they they can include uh, the people not only the red red shirt or the uh, young activists. Uh, yeah, that is uh, the situation from Thailand right now. Uh, for the next week, uh, for the young activists from uh, many groups such as the uh, Chulalongkorn University, uh, from Free Art, from um, uh, Mahidon uh, against dictatorship, they will launch the uh, protester for 12th anniversary of uh, Bangkok crackdown or uh, the Bangkok during the uh, red shirt protest. And I think uh, for the next month, uh, April and uh, May, we will catering the big protest. There are many ways that you can keep up to date with 3CR news, events and programs. With Facebook stripping content, it's a timely reminder to focus on the communication channels and platforms that the community controls. The 3CR website is a great spot to catch all your shows via audio on demand or scroll through our range of podcasts. It's also where you can sign up to our monthly newsletter, buy yourself a new t-shirt or check out archival audio from past broadcasts. Of course, we're also on Twitter at 3CR and Instagram at 3CR Melbourne. But don't forget our mighty AM band. Catch us anytime on 855am. Keep in touch. 3cr.org.au It's 25 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. This is Asia Pacific Currents. Um, that interview, well, that a keynote address was by a young woman activist from Thailand. Her name's Wadao uh, and she's one of the leaders of the youth uprising in Thailand and the LGBTIQ um, campaign over there talking about what is happening on the ground. Obviously, she gave us a, a list of the um, current political prisoners that they're campaigning around for their release and, of course, the demands of the movement over in Thailand. Um, in her final um, closing, uh, Wadao mentioned a big rally in May. Obviously, that's for May Day, and I wanted to take this opportunity to announce um for those of you who have been following the discussions in Workers' Solidarity, the last public meeting about launching an M1 movement um, of, resolved to actually have May Day on the 1st of May this year in Melbourne. So please stay tuned and check out social media in particular about a rally and march starting at 12.30 at Trades Hall on Saturday the 1st of May. Uh, it's a real breakthrough in the movement here that we're rallying on the 1st of May, so please come out and support that. Uh, that does bring us to the end of another Asia Pacific Currents. Um, I am will be back next Saturday from 9 o'clock with more news and current affairs from the Asia Pacific region. I'm going to go out today with a track. This is a song called Workers United by a band called I.